start spreading the news. And welcome back to episode seven of Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to pros, CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. Joining me is my co-host, my compadre, and CSMN founder, Kyle Milligan. Kyle, what's going on, my friend? I feel like I'm being introduced at Yankee Stadium right now. It's a beautiful day to be a Yankees fan, though, Trevor. I mean, it, it was a loss, but what a week it has been. I mean, from COVID in the locker room to Garrett Cole shoving his you-know-what off uh, to Gio becoming such a happy fella. We'll get into that. But what a week it has been for CSMN2. Here comes some content you might have missed. Introducing the new Nashville Stars team MLB expansion blog by senior baseball correspondent David Payne. Predictions for the NBA's 2021 award winners. CSMN NBA reporter Will Lano uh, made that blog. And the NBA's top five contenders, CSMN NBA reporter Will Lano also. Well, if you missed any of this, don't worry. You can find everything on our social media at Capital Sports MN and on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Trev. Remind me why we're here again today. To talk about the New York Yankees. And with that, last week, we gave, we as we do every pod, Laleli standings update. Last week, sitting pretty in second place, right behind. Of course, we were behind Boston, four games back of Boston. Kyle, give me a little update. Where are we at now? At first place, we have the Boston Red Sox at 25 and 17. They're having a good season. You know, it's not time to press the panic button yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there, Trevor. In second place, we have the Toronto Blue Jays at 22 and 17. In third place, we have the Yankees, 22 and 18. Tied for third place, actually, with the Tampa Bay Rays at 23 and 19. And then you have Baltimore still sitting in the basement. And to hear CSMN baseball reporter Brad Zamper, he will be in here later. And he is also a Baltimore fan, so we'll be able to talk with him then. Yeah, I uh, can't wait for that. We'll uh, get some digs in on some Baltimore fans. Weekly recap. Okay, guys, Yankees win uh, both the Rays and Baltimore series. Take four out of six. Let's put it this way. If you take two or three in every series, you're playing 667 baseball, and that's exactly what we want. And actually, I mean, it's what we want, but, you know, it's not what we need. We need to play, you know, 580 baseball over the season, and we'll steamroll the playoffs. So let's get into it. Game one, Tampa Bay Rays versus the New York Yankees. We start in the first inning. All rise. Here comes the judge, Homers. His eighth of the year on a fly ball to center field. To the top of the third we go. A pass ball through the wickets of Florida Gator Mike Zunino. DJ LeMayhew scores. It's 2-0 Yanks. Zunino answers back, gets back that run himself on a home run to center field. It's 2-1 Yankees. And in the seventh, Gary Sanchez, as Gary remains to be scary, hits his fourth homer of the year. Araldis Chapman shuts it down in the ninth as the Yankees win 3-1. to one. Again, homers from Sanchez and the judge. But more importantly, it was the return of one Lucas Linwood the fourth. Voight the fourth. I apologize. My dad was back. And it looked... I, I don't care he went over three. This first at bat, I was smiling ear to ear. It was awesome. Awesome to see him back. Yeah, so good to see him back in that lineup. You just love to see him suited up. And I, I can't wait to see him in pinstripes. It's it's really great uh, to have Luke Voigt back in that dugout and be able to fire those guys up. So let, let's get it. We got a first baseman finally. Finally. Uh the Wisegun Chapman uh finished the game combined for three innings, one hit, no runs. Um, as the bullpen continues to stay dominant. We move to game two. 
Yankees raise. It's Cole Day as Garrett Cole takes the hill for game two of the series. The only scoring coming in the top of the seventh as Aaron Hicks hits a sacrifice fly to center field as Aaron Judge scores to make it one nothing New York. And that's all the Yankees would need behind Cole, who gives us eight innings, four hits, obviously no runs, and 12 punch-outs. Kyle, Garrett Cole was just dominant, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, what's new? Another game of your AL Cy Young frontrunner absolutely bullying hitters. I mean, no one can touch him. He's just that good, Trevor, and it's like, here here I am, come hit me. You know, he challenges guys continuously, and his approach is just relentless. I mean, absolutely dominant. Love seeing him pitch every fifth day. I look forward to it all week. And you can ask anybody that is around me. All I talk about is Garrett Cole throughout the week. So he's just amazing. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch more of him. As not only as as Kyle being my podcast co-host, but also my coworker, he does talk about Garrett Cole quite a lot. I will say it. Uh, three hit game from judge Aaron Hicks, the sack fly, obviously the only run uh, Urshela joining judge is the only player with a hit in that game. And Chapman again closes on the ninth. Kyle, my friend, we had this conversation earlier in the week. If I'm Aaron Boone, after what we saw from Chapman the night before, where, yes, he was dominant, but you saw he had a little finger problem. Okay, they said it was a fingernail. If I'm Aaron Boone, I'm leaving Garrett Cole out there for the ninth inning. Yeah, I'm not. I'm letting the man go through and getting his complete game shutout. Yeah, we, we had this conversation once again at Dick Sporting Goods, but we, we I we disagree here, Trevor. I think he was at 106 pitches. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot for a game in May. I don't care who he is. You know, it, at some point, you have to look at this big picture, long picture. We got this guy for nine years. He's 30 years old. Like, we don't want him to know. We don't want him to be full of injuries in this nine years. He wanted to be healthy, you know, not only for this year and this run, but for the long run. And, and that's just... Just looking out for your guys, not pitching them past 106 pitches. Sending a guy out into the ninth inning with 106 pitches, Trevor, is kind of crazy in the month of May. Like, I understand the Chapman I injury. It. I get it. I, and, I mean, here's my thought process is like, yeah, it's 106, but he's your guy. And there's a reason we spent so much money on him. If I'm Booney there, I'm just going to, I'm going to ride with my, I'm going to ride with the guy. And, I mean, I guess Chapman has been the most dominant closer in baseball, but I think Cole deserved to finish that one. But, you know, that's why we're sitting behind the microphone on these games and not sitting well, in the dugout. Can we both agree that if his pitch count wasn't at 106, like if it was at 91, 92, like he would have been back out there? Yeah, I agree. But right. I mean, so it's, it's, also it's, not, a safety it's also issue. not out there to ask Garrett Cole to throw 120 pitches. I would just hate to plus, see. Did you, plus the eighth inning, he just he literally shoved. 12 pitches past him and struck and struck out the side. But like he left every single one of those 12 pitches were all out. You could tell everything he had was yeah, in that eighth inning. That's fair. Like that I was mean, Cole's, that was Cole's a game in that eighth inning. If you go back and watch that eighth inning, like I, the most I dominant inning he's ever had in Yankee uniform. It was crazy. It was yeah. absolutely dominant. And he did a little stare down too. That was awesome. We moved to game three. Uh, this one was a little ugly. Uh, the Rays take game three and avoid the sweep. You know, basically, we got destroyed by Austin Meadows, had three hits, four RBIs. The Yanks only were, were held to five hits. Uh, Rich Hill gets the start for Tampa. Uh, he goes six and two-thirds, no runs, nine Ks. Tyone takes the out for the Yanks, four and two-thirds, four earned nine strikeouts. He looked good with the nine strikeouts, just gave up a couple. I mean, when the offense doesn't hit, you know, they weren't, they weren't going to win this game. They had scored four runs uh, all series, so. Um, if they are leading up to this game in the series. So he gives up four runs. It's game over. Uh, Gary, Gary with two hits, 
But Stanton, Judge, and Urshela uh, were the only others to get hits in this game as well. So uh, kind of a dud. The Yankees just seem to lose game three um, all the time. They're looking for a sweep. So just just a tough one. Tough way to end it. Yeah, it's a disappointing game. But honestly, like, who cares? You know, like, we won this series against – did we win a series against the Tampa Bay Rays at the Trop? Like, are, are you kidding me? I'll take that and run with it any day. When's the yeah, last time we've done that? I think 2019, right? 2019 yep. was the last time we've done that. So I'll, I'll take yep. it. I'll take it. We head to Baltimore for game one. Uh, the Yankees fly up to Baltimore and they play uh, a first of three game series against the Baltimore Orioles. And we start in the top of the first as all rise. Once again, Aaron judge first inning Homer, his ninth of the year. It's one nothing Yankees early. Bottom of the first, Baltimore answers as Austin Hayes hits his fifth. It's one-to-one. Top four, the man strikes again. The judge's gavel as Aaron Judge strokes his 10th homer to right center field. It's 2-1 Yankees. Bottom of the fifth, Pedro Severino doubles on a line drive to left field. Scoring DJ Stewart were tied at two. Pat Valeka singles on a ground ball to center. 3-2 O's. Trey Mancini makes it 4-2 on a double as he scores Valeka from center. Austin Hayes was thrown out at home by Aaron Judge uh, with a relay to DJ to Higgy. And then the top of the seventh, while I'm on FaceTime with my guy Kyle here, Gio Urshela, the most happy fella, strokes a three-run pinch hit home run to put the Yankees on top 5-4. Green, Wandy and Loisaga do the rest <laughs> as they go three innings, two hits, no runs. Yankees win game one, five, four. Kluber with the win goes six innings, four earned, six Ks, two walks. Kyle, what a game. Yeah, what a game. Good to see your shell healthy. I mean, you, you hope this keeps up. That's all. Absolutely. And we go to game two here in Baltimore as we go to the top of the first. A pass ball by catcher Chance Cisco scores DJ LeMayhew. Luke Voigt moves to third, Judge to second. Following that, Gary Sanchez singles on the on a ground ball to center field, scoring both Voigt and Judge. It's 3-0 New York. Top of the second as the man stays hot. All rise. Aaron Judge hits his 11th home run on a, on a fly ball to left center field. A two-run jackets, 5-0 New York. In the sixth, with DJ LeMahieu batting, Brett Gardner scores on a balk. It's 6-0 New York. Luke Voigt finally gets it done as he drives in Oster, uh, Miguel Andujar and Tyler Wade. It's 8-0. In the bottom of the sixth, Mancini grounds out, scoring Francisco to make it 8-1. And Urias puts up a meaningless uh, RBI as he singles in Austin Hayes. The Yankees take game two, 8-2. Two. Voigt with his first, uh, first hits of the season. He has a two-run homer. Uh, Sanchez drives into and Tyler Wade has three hits. <laughs> Had to add that one in. What a game. And honestly, I, I, a lot of people can't see us right now. And, and by the way, if you want to see Trevor and I at it, go to the Capital Sports MN page to see us kind of going at it there. We have a few clips up and we'll have another one for this one in a few days. But like behind the scenes here, I have all these notes here for Trevor and I, and he is just not using them. It's kind of. It's kind of upsetting. Like you're not using any of my notes and I think I wasted my time today preparing for this podcast, but I just don't care. (laughs) 
We move to Sunday, game three. Top of the first inning, Gio Urshela grounds into a double play. Uh, as DJ scores, um, it's one nothing New York. Later in the inning, Gary Sanchez hits a home run to left field, an absolute bomb into the left field bleachers, followed up by Clint Frazier. A back-to-back, a belly-to-belly. Clint and Gary uh, do it to it. It's 4 nothing New York. In the bottom of the first, Ryan Mountcastle doubles, scoring Trey Mancini. Pedro Severino answers again with a ground ball to right field as Ryan Mountcastle scores. It's 4-2. He does not quit. Aaron Judge does it again. His third homer in his or fourth home run in three games. Dude cracks his 12th homer of the year, ties himself for first place in the MLB with 12 homers. In the bottom of the third, Ryan Mountcastle has his hit sack fly as that scores Austin Hayes. It's 5-3. Michael Franco doubles as Trey Mancini scores. It's 5-4. Freddie Galvis singles to drive in Michael Franco. It's 5-5. In the bottom of the fourth, Trey Mancini doubles on a sharp line drive. Cedric Mullins scores. It's 6-5 all off of King. In the seventh, Michael Franco hits a bomb as Pedro, Pedro Severino scores. It's 8-5 Baltimore. And to make it 10-5, add a little insurance, Ryan Mountcastle singles to score Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes. It's 10-5. DJ then singles to make it 10-6. And Baltimore takes game three, avoiding the sweep, 10-6. We have a guest. That we do. Right. We do for you. A hot take. CSMN baseball blogger Brad Zampart calls into the show. Brad, what is going on, man? How you doing? Not much. Having a nice night. How are you guys? Good, man. I'm glad you're having a nice night, and I'm sure most of that comes from the Orioles' win against the Yankees. So congratulations on your win today. Man, was was that a bad game? Uh, that was it was definitely an interesting one. Uh, I definitely didn't expect it after that first inning. I know I was really hoping the Yankees would get that sweep, but it is what it is, and we got an Orioles uh, reporter in here to help us out break that one down. But first, we got some Orioles questions for you, man. How many years until the Yankees fans should start worrying about the Orioles? I would say probably 2023 is when the Orioles should have a competent team out there that's ready to compete. That'd probably be a good year for them to start. Uh, Worrying about the boys down in Baltimore. No. 2023, dude. That's, I mean, it seems far away, but, like, it's really not. Um, you know, I you can see that this team is pretty young with Mountcastle. Obviously, Rutschman's coming through the system. Um, and actually a guy that, you know, a kind of a local guy in Pat Dorian, who I don't know if you've seen lately, Brad, has been absolutely killing it in, in Bowie. So um, he's actually a former Herkimer general, which is, you know, a community college from around here. So. Orioles definitely got some guys coming through the system. Yeah, he's a middle infielder, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Um, he's been killing it lately. He's got six homers already in double <laughs> A. So I know he hit a grand slam the other night. Now, now let me give you know another story time for our listeners here. We have a CSMN baseball chat with all our you know baseball competent reporters. And, I mean, one of the names that just pops up, and it's – and rightfully so. I mean, he's having a great year, but you would never think 
one of the most talked about players in the CSMN baseball chat is a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Brad, where does John Means rank as a starting pitcher in the AL? I know you and David love him. Yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal this year. His story is even more amazing. The dude's got a LinkedIn account with like 40 followers on it because he was ready to give up on baseball as a 10th round pick. And then he just comes out of nowhere, has the all-star appearance in 2019. Last year, he was kind of up and down, but towards the end of the year, he's figuring out. And this year, he just put it all together. And honestly, I'd probably rank him second in the AL right now behind Cole with uh, Bieber, Glasnow, and Duffy right behind him. Second's a little high for me. I'm still going to take Bieber. And Glasnow's been gross. Not to, not to downplay the year that John Means has had. Um, at all, obviously, the no-hitter was impressive, but I think we've seen an uptick in no-hitters this year, so starting to blame it a little bit on the ball. Um, that might just be as like a, a biased Yankee fan, not trying to give his props where credit's due, but if I'm like if I have to build a rotation, John Means is probably my fourth starter in the AL. <laughs> but I mean, there's three guys that are ahead, like the three guys I have ahead of him are no slouches, so. Yeah, uh, it's good on him. You know, he's gonna he's gonna make it someday. He's gonna get himself a bag. So, but he for Baltimore. I mean, don't let him go. I think that's gonna be my only thing to say. Yeah, I kind of talked to David about that. I was like, is this you know a huge deadline move for the Orioles? And and I don't think it is. Like, I think John Means is part of their future, but he is, I believe, what twenty nine, right, Brad? Twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty twenty eight, twenty nine. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so it I might mean, like that have to be a trade deadline piece. Then. That's what I'm saying. Like even twenty eight, twenty nine. I know Brad's saying twenty twenty three, but realistically, when are they contenders? You know, say if they're contenders, like if twenty twenty three, they're relevant. They give it a shot in twenty twenty three. Give it a better shot in twenty twenty four. Win it all in twenty twenty five. Let's say John Means is you know on the back end of his career there. You know he's thirty three, thirty four, and, and I just wonder like. Is he part of their future? Is that's is that reasonable to think, Brad? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if I mean he's been there since the rebuild sort of like started to go, so he's been like fan favorite. He's come through the system, the whole story. But if a team's willing to come and offer them like a top five prospect ranked in somewhere inside the top seventy five overall, I think they might have to pull the trigger on that. He's got three plus years of control, so he's definitely got the the whole contract to uh, get a quality prospect back. Yeah. And you know, I want to bring up the 2023 again. And David told me that the Orioles would be contenders. He's talking world series contenders as early as 2023. What are your thoughts on that, Brad? World series. I mean, everything would have to go right to be a 2023 world series contender, but I mean, you see, it, he, he, Mike Elias, their current GM, they actually hired from Houston, which was on a five-year plan, and 2023 would put them right on par with the Astros when they went to the uh, wild card that year when nobody thought they were going to. So, they I cheated. Mean, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be completely happy with a wild card appearance 2023. Yeah, Brad, well, we appreciate you coming on today to talk some Orioles-Yankees baseball. And, man, we won't see the Orioles till August, so we'll have to – find a way to get you and David on this show before then. But man, August is a long time away. And that's when the next time the Orioles will face the Yankees. I think you should be uh, pretty happy about that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think like 20 of our first like 40 games were against the Red Sox or the Yankees. So it's been a tough stretch. Yeah. The Yankees don't play the Red Red Sox Sox. till. Yeah. Till June, till June. We don't play them till June and that that's going to be a show, but you know, we got to wait. We got to wait. It's a long wait that will be well worth it. I hope anyway, thank you, Brad. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely.
Thanks, Brad. There he goes, CSMN baseball blogger Brad Zampar, Orioles fan, CSMN baseball blogger, whatever you want, he is. And you can go check him and David out on Call to the Bullpen. They have some great stuff going on over there. And they talk a little bit about the Orioles, but mostly about everything that's going on in MLB. It's a great podcast. Go check them out here. We're talking about Yankees baseball. And Trevor, we have some topics. That we do, my friend. And we will start out with Aaron Hicks on the DL, IL, excuse me. Excuse your language. Excuse With your language. With a torn tendon sheath, whatever that means. Uh, Not good, yeah, Chief. Surgery, <laughs> surgery is possible. Uh, Tex, Mark Deshera had the same injury. It's just it it, it kind of hurts because you know we gave up Talkman, and now to lose Hicksie. So at first we had too many outfielders, and now we don't have enough. So it's just, it's tough. Yeah, I mean you gotta hope he doesn't need surgery, and it's not as serious as we might think. I, I mean hopefully. It's less serious than Teixeira's because we we just saw how serious and brutal that was for him a, a long time for for a long time and I don't care what you say about Hicks Trevor I know you're not a huge Hicks guy that that's a guy that you want healthy you know right yeah and I, I won't disagree with you it's a I'm not a Hicks guy when he's in the three hole when he's in the seven hole playing center field then I'm a Hicks guy so I wouldn't say I'm not a Hicks guy let me put it that way next topic moving on. The judge is just taking names. He's sending everyone to left to right. It doesn't matter. This dude is cracked right now. Four homers in three games in Baltimore. Had two homers in Tampa in the Tampa series. Uh, in as of right now, he is tied for the league leading homers. Given the fact, I don't and no, I don't know who he's tied with. To be honest with you. I'll check that uh, out, but w- what a great time to get hot. You know, we need him to be a superstar. Everyone knows it, and, and I think he knows it even more. I mean, when Aaron Judge is playing at a high level, the Yankees are just that much better. Could you imagine if him and Stanton were hot at the same time? So here's the home run leaders. It's Ronald Acuna at 12, Mitch Haniger at 12, Aaron Judge at 12, Otani at 12. So those See, are some names. Otani is 12? Yeah, man. He, he's legit. That's just kind of a conversation I want to get into later um, was the Otani thing that we talked about in the group chat. We'll talk about it in, in a little bit. But as of right now, Luke Voigt back in the everyday lineup. He didn't get a hit in the Tampa series, had a couple hits in the Baltimore series, has looked fantastic on defense, looks like the knee's moving moving well, and more importantly, the foot is also moving well as he had plantar fasciitis at the end of last year. We saw him every time he hit a home run, he'd look a little little sluggish around the bases and – uh limping around so it's good to have him back love watching him play obviously he's my favorite player on the team so dude he swings that bat i forgot how hard he, he swings at the plate daddy i forgot how hard he swings dude shame on it's- me for that honestly well it was really fun to see him back though firing up that dugout like i already said i mean he is just the guy that you want in that locker room and the void show is I- back in town baby i cannot wait for him to get into one he gives us like a little sammy sosa like shuffle First couple steps. That's just that's. I mean, that's what. That's why Luke Voigt's in the lineup every day is to bring that energy. Unfortunately, the Yankees have a COVID nineteen staff outbreak, uh, which includes Glaber Torres also testing positive. I think it's up to eight or nine people. I think it's nine now. I think they had yeah. another guy test positive uh, today. Glaber's uh, so, the only player, which is weird. Yeah. It's really weird, but 
Which, yeah, yeah which is kind of weird. It, it makes me think that he just, you know, he was just in close contact, which means he's getting help. The man was seeking help from coaches, which is a good thing. You want that, <laughs> except this, him asking for help resulted in COVID. Uh, you know, it is what it is, but he's out. Uh, and I think Boone has said it could be less than 10 days, less than the mandated 10 days, which I don't know how that's possible. Um, but he's not the only man out as Stan uh, has a tweet quad. Um, the hope is day to day, but uh, you really never know with Stan. It could yeah. be six weeks. Yeah. We're going to get him back in less than 10 days. He's healthy. You know, he, he might have COVID, but he's healthy. So he's going to be out on that <laughs> field. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully. Uh, the next thing we will touch on is the man. Garrett Cole, Kyle's best friend, is worth every penny of his nine-year, $324 million contract. Again, his start in Tampa was unreal. Eight innings, four hits, 12 punches. Just absolutely dominant. Listen, if you're waiting for me to talk, Trevor, <laughs> I can't talk about Garrett Cole again tonight. This, this might be <laughs> this might be a three-hour episode if I do. So I, I'm going to sit this topic out. But just two words, Garrett Cole. Oh, I'll give you three. Garrett freaking Cole. No, Those are my we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. Go ahead. Uh, Yankees prospect Estevan Florial was called up to triple a, um, it was right after the Hicks news of him going on the IL. Um, but they, a called up Ryan Laramie, uh, today <laughs> to take the center field spot, uh, to rotate in with Gardy. Trevor, I have a question for you. Uh, huh. how far away do we think Estevan Florial is September? Really? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, that song. Um, yeah, I don't think we see him till September, it, unless Hicks is out for an extended period of time and Guardy struggles. Then at that point, it really is not not. It really doesn't mean much. You just bring him up. My only thing is that he's young and so touted that if you bring him up too early and he struggles, it could it could backfire. But I don't really see the need for him at this point. Just put Guardy out there. You know what you're going to get from Guardy, whether it's crap or not, but um, it is what it is. The other day, Kyle and I were at work, and this video came out. Too much, two minute video, but it was Jason Dominguez. He had that bat down in extended spring training, yeah, but so he faced off a familiar pitcher, and that would be Luis Severino, who's back off of Tommy John surgery. Uh, what is it? He had Tommy John surgery at the end of 2019, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Well, no, or was it beginning of 2020 during spring training? End of 2019. We didn't have Garrett Cole yet. I know that. Gotcha. So, Sevy's facing batters, and Dominguez fouled off a couple pitches, but then looked like what hit was a 700-foot home run, but apparently it was just like a fly ball center field. Again, he looks so good hitting from the left side. Um, again, he is a switch hitter. Um, he has been called – He's like we talked about last week, He's been compared to Mickey Mantle and Mike Trout. Um, so it's good to see some at-bats. And I, everyone's been covering this guy like it's Game 7 of the World Series. It's unreal. It seems like every day we're getting Dominguez at-bats. Dude, that was awesome to watch. Like, I, I was really happy you showed me that video, you know, made my day. I think that was a bad day. Just It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much to make your day. It doesn't. If you show me Yankees clips. <laughs> <laughs> I can show Kyle like a three-second video of like Luke Voigt picking his nose, and he'd be like, it made my day. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's Dude, I, I'd love it. Listen, 
it, it's kind of tough. You know, I, my season got canceled this year, man. Anytime you show me baseball, I feel like I'm a part of the Yankees. Honestly, <laughs> dude, I, I do. Like I've, I've been there twice this year. Most people can't say they've been there this year because of COVID and everything. It's so hard to get in the stadium. I've went twice. If I, if it was up to me, I'd move to New York city right now. Anytime Trevor shows me anything Yankees baseball, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like a proud dad. I do. I'm a proud son, uh, son of Luke Voigt. So it's, it's uh, moving on. Rugi Odor is expected back as we start a four-game series down in Arlington against the Rangers. Uh, excited to have him back. Hopefully he gets a couple ABs down here in Texas and absolutely pimps one to right center field uh, and just bat flips the crap out of it because that's what he deserves. And some big news along Hold with on. the Quick thing on the bat flip. Staff. Quick thing on the bat flip. Oh, yeah. Didi or Rugnet Odor? Didi. Okay. Not even close. MLB The Is Show, it? I used to use Didi's stance just so I could have the bat flip. It was nasty, but I don't think it's not. Unbelievable. I don't think it's not close. Odor is Do you pretty... know what I hate? Do you remember the home run he hit, the big home run? Not the one against the Twins, but the other one. It might have been against the Astros, but, like, it was the grand slam. Yeah, it was probably there. I, honestly, I, oh, oh, sick flex, Kyle, being <laughs> at the game. Yeah, we get it. But it, you remember, it was like he kind of like leaned over into the other's batter's box and didn't really get a bat flip in. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That if yeah, that, was there. if he was able to just flip that bat like he does, that would have been the best baseball moment ever. So, some little news on the pitching staff. Corey Kluber and Garrett Cole hit 1,500 Ks this week. Garrett Cole hit it. I believe he was the second fastest to hit 1,500 Ks uh, in his career. Um, Just an impressive stat. Obviously, Kluber a little bit farther down the line in his career. Garrett Cole might just strike out 4,000 hitters in the MLB with his pace. It's, It's crazy. Great milestone. Two Hall of Fame caliber guys doing cool things in pinstripes. You hate to see it. Haters hate to see it. Sunday's outfield was a wild, wild combination of guys. We had in left field, Miguel Andujar. In center field, we had recent call-up Ryan Laramie. And in right field, we had Clint Frazier. Clint did make a sick diving play in this game. But what in the world is this outfield? Dude, who the hell is Ryan Laramie? Dude, did we go to Scranton and play in Scranton today? I don't know. Was this Grant Wilkes-Barre's? Was this the Rail Riders? It was bad. It was a great day to be working at Dick Sporting Goods and not being able to watch the game. I'll tell you that much. And, and I believe, I can't confirm this, but I believe Ryan Lamary, whatever his name is. I, I believe, have no clue how to say this guy's name. Never heard of this guy I don't until know. today. Ryan L. I believe his Twitter profile photo is him in a Boston Red Sox jersey. And, yep. and if I can be cut. And if I can confirm that within the next few days, I'm calling Brian Cashman. I, I want him out. Yeah, I, want him, I, I want him released. DFA, whatever you got to do. Our new segment, Questions of the Week, is in play today. Weekly, we are posting on our Instagram story, at Capital Sports MN, the day before we record, which is usually on Sunday. Drop on Monday. Today, you have the chance to ask any New York Yankees questions you'd like to hear Kyle and I discuss on that episode. We'll have a minute to answer each question. This week, we picked our five favorites. Thanks to all that participated, and we hope to have some fun with this. Kyle, drum roll, please. 
First question, Mike James O'Brien. If you could bring one non-pitching Yankee back to join the 2021 team, who would it be? Trevor, I'll let you go first. One minute on the clock. Easy answer is uh, Mike Talkman. Uh, especially now that Hicksy's out, uh, you, you'd like someone uh, that could fill in an outfield spot. Um, I mean, if I had to dig, dig deeper, oh, God, who would I even go with? Non-pitching? It's tough because, like, obviously, like another answer would be, like, Austin Romine, but Hickey's been really good. Um, Can't believe this. When is it my turn? Go ahead. I'm going to say Talkman. Didi Gregorius. Hello? Uh, no, but I'm a Glaber guy. Glaber's got COVID. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, got it. But, but, like, you're saying if you could bring one non-pitching Yankee back, it would be an outfielder. Didi. Because we don't have outfield. We're starting Ryan Laramie. We're starting Miguel Andujar. You can't exactly. tell me you can't tell me Didi wouldn't play better than Miguel Andujar. In left field? No, Mike Talkman. That's our buzzer. That's our buzzer. We messed up. At Berkeley Five Mixtapes, next question. If Ellsbury never got hurt in it and he hit 280 every season, would it still be a shit contract? No. I, I don't think so. I mean that I mean we saw I mean we signed a guy that was coming off an MVP year, but if he never gets hurt. You know, and hits 280. He's got good speed. He played good defense. Hit lefty swing in Yankee Stadium. I think that's probably a decent contract. I'd hope if he's hitting 280 every season, we probably won a World Series, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that we we didn't win a World Series because of Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> I'm just saying that if he was here every season, hit 280. I mean, they'd probably win. I'm not blaming anything on Ellsbury. I'm just saying, man, if he was yeah, here but hitting like, 280, if he I was prime Ellsbury, can you imagine? Why am I blanking on the center fielder from those years? Too late. At Charlie Gendra 9, where do you think Andujar gets traded if he goes? Uh, NAL team, because he has no value to any other team in the NL because he can't DH. Um, it would have to be an AL team. You know, I was thinking top, you know, it couldn't be Chicago because they have Moncada at third. Couldn't be Oakland because they have Chapman. Um, you know, a team that's been surprisingly okay has been the Royals. Maybe the Royals trade for third base. They have Hunter Dozier, though he just got hurt. I don't know. I don't really have a team. It, ha- it would be AL for me. Yeah, it has to be an AL team. He has no value. You don't even know where to put him in the field. So I'll I'll go Angels. I'll go Angels. Replace Albert Pujols. Um, have you ever heard of Anthony Rendon? I'm saying DH. We're running out of okay. time. At Brandon Ecott, shout out CSMN. Who has impressed you the most this season and who has disappointed you the most? Good question. Uh, easy answer has been Stanton and Judge as far as impressive. I mean, Judge is having 2017 numbers and Stanton was hot, although he got a little cold there uh, of late. But um, I'm going to go with those two. And disappointing. I mean, I know we shouldn't be high on Tyon, but or Tyone, sorry. Um, but he just – I know he's coming back. It's been two years. Uh, but it's getting to the point where we're in mid-May now. And Trevor, I have 10 seconds. Go. Impress Garrett Cole. Disappointed. Clip Frazier. Got to be better. He has sucked. Yeah, that's fair. He has sucked. That's fair. At Nate Shook Tim Ott. 
How do you feel about Voight in the two-hole when Stanton is on rest days? Another good question. Um, doesn't matter where he hits, dude rakes. That's my answer. Yeah, thank you for making that quick. I'll make mine long. Yeah, is when Stanton is there in the two-hole, I feel most comfortable. And that's kind of weird because, once again, I could have never predicted that. But I feel like your best hitter should always be in the two-hole. And Aaron and DJ LeMayu is obviously our best like hitter all around. But Voight almost won MVP last year. Like he's our guy. Like his bat is incredible. He's got to be in the two hole when uh, Stanton's out, and you want Judge to become more comfortable with that three hole. So it's got to it's got to be Voight. Who else? Who else there? Can you think of one? No. It's got to be Voight. Not 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 on Stanton days off. No, it's got to be Voight. That does it for our first questions of the week segment. We have another new segment, trivia question of the week. This one's gonna be good. Each week, we will read off a trivia question, and Trev and I will take turns giving it our best shot. We will not reveal the correct answer until next week's episode because we want to give you the chance to submit your answer. We will post this trivia question the day before we reveal it. First one starts with you, Trev. I got a good one here. Which Yankee once hit a home run the day after getting off at the time it was called the DL, and he was also hungover? So which Yankee once hit a home run the day after getting off the DL, hungover. I'll give you four options. Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Billy Martin, and Reggie Jackson. My first, I'm going to eliminate Billy Martin. I know Billy Martin, although could be the long shot answer, I feel like Billy Martin was more known for his managing. Reggie, I don't think it was Reggie. I'm going to go with Mantle and Ruth. I know Mantle actually had a drinking problem. Um, and that was something that kind of he suffered from throughout his career. And the babe, it like the babe was all about beers and brats. The dude was just powered by beer. So cigars and hot dogs. Best answer. I'm going to go with the Mick. All right. Find out next episode. If Trevor was correct, we'll have to see once again, I don't know if I am. once again, which Yankee once hit a home run the day after getting off the DL hungover. Trevor, let's take a look ahead. We have a four-game set down in Arlington at beautiful Globe Life Park. Starting with game one, Garrett Cole versus Jordan Lyles, dub. Game two, Jamison Tyone versus Mike Fultonavich, dub. Fultonavich stinks. Corey <laughs> Kluber versus TB, TBD. Um, dub. Depends, but yeah, dub. Domingo Herman versus Dane Dunning, dub. Then we go back home, back to the Bronx. Three-game set with the White Sox. Starting off with game one, Jordan Montgomery versus Carlos Rodon. Rodon with the no the no hitter under his belt this year. Doesn't matter. Dub. Garrett Cole, game two. <laughs> the way Montgomery pitched yesterday. Are you kidding me? I don't get, Carlos Rodon can throw another no hitter. We're still gonna win the game. Garrett Cole, <laughs> Garrett Cole in game two versus Dylan Cease. Dub. Yeah. Game three, Jamison Tyone versus washed up Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> Dub. All seven right. games, predictions, Yankees, seven wins, zero losses. Kyle. Wow. Dude. How do I beat that? How do I beat that? All right, I guess my prediction is six out of seven. We've, like, knowing the Yankees, how it's been the last few weeks, it's going to be five out of seven. But, man, do I want six. Do I, I want six so bad. No, seven. We need, three out out. Of, we need three out of four from Texas, and we gotta go get, we got to go sweep the White Sox. It's got to happen. And they're not going to sweep the – they're not going to sweep the White Sox. The White Sox are – Leading the AL Central. I say we sweep Texas, but we go. I'm going to go optimistic and just say one one of three against 
the White Sox. Go ahead, Kyle. Take me out. Well, it's a wrap. Four out of six in a week full of adversity. I guess it's not that bad. We will take it. Heads up. Keep trucking along, Yankees. I mean, it's a long season. But Trev and I are here to make it feel fun, exciting, funny, and, of course, electric. Thanks for joining us here on Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Trev, start that damn chant. Let's go, Yankees! What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.